Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. you to know that we uh, are proclaiming the fullness of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, if you're not grounded in it, and if you're not used to hearing the fullness of the gospel, if you're not meditating in it, and if you're not rightly dividing the scriptures, uh, you, you, it, it sounds like foolishness to you. It sounds like something that's too good to be true. It's all, and then oftentimes the excuses used, well, their doctrine is wrong. Or, or that, that, you know, they're, they're off. But we want to, we, we are people who are fixed on the person of Jesus Christ. We look to him determine, to determine what truth is. Christ came to bring wholeness. Boy, I'll tell you, that's just so strong in me today. And, and, and I, I endeavor to, to be led each time we gather, and that's just very strong in me today. Christ came for your wholeness. He came for your wholeness. He came for your wholeness. Perfect soundness. You read the ministry of God's uh, first generation in the book of Acts and see if they don't bring wholeness to the people they minister to. And some will say, well, that was just for the first generation. I thought, wouldn't that be lousy? What kind of a God would do that? Okay, for the first generation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them minister perfect wholeness, and then I'm just going to stop it for all the rest. You know that's taught commonly, that that first generation was special. It was just kind of to kickstart the church, and then God, all, those, all that stuff went away. What kind of a God would do that? You know, what kind of a father would serve their, their children wonderful meals for one day and then just stop? A perverted father. Hello. You can say things when you know him that you wouldn't say if you didn't. God is not a perverted father. Everything he did through his son and through the first generation of the church in Acts is for you today. It's for you today, just like it was for them in their day. It's for you in your day. But listen to me. You've got to hear messages like you hear from Highway, and you've got to get in that word and meditate on it. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at, at the way you feel. Don't look at your situation. Don't look at your symptoms. You've got to look at the person of Jesus Christ, and this is the best place to do that in your hard copy Bible. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to talk about something so special today, and it's, it's Thanksgiving. And I, I, I'm thankful for the holiday, but we're actually talking about something much more powerful than just one day a year. We're talking about a frame of mind. We're talking about a way of living. We're talking about an attitude of thanks and praise and cultivating it. None of us are born with it. All right? It's not automatic. And I'm looking for an email I want to read to you. It's not automatic. It's not, uh, it's not something that, that fallen man encourages. 
Oftentimes, even believers whose minds aren't renewed will tell you to be quiet. You're, you're too loud. You're singing too much. You're thanking God too much. And what they fail to realize is they're forfeiting. They're, they're forfeiting the, the fullness of the life Christ came to give them. So I sent out an email uh, this week, and, and if you're not getting our weekly email, I want to encourage you to go to our website and uh, scroll down to the footer and sign up for our weekly email. And I send out an encouraging word to the Highway family. But I want to read that to you. The subject of the email says, The key to mental health, and physical health for that matter. But we were watching football last Sunday. And uh, I saw a number of commercials about mental health. A number of them. And players talking about uh, that now that and now they want to raise awareness for mental health. Listen, I know man is trying to do their best, and I'm not I'm not uh, knocking that, but I'm telling you, there's a much better way. You don't need awareness of of your symptoms or awareness of depression. You don't need awareness of anxiety. You need awareness of who Christ is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. That's what we need to raise awareness for. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's what we need to raise. And you are the only one that can raise your awareness of that. The world's certainly not going to do it for you. So I'm, I just, I mean, multiple comments in a row. One player said uh, he, he was a little, seemingly a little relieved, but he kind of looked troubled. He said, yeah, I used to, I used to wonder why I had all this uncontrollable fear uh, of, of the future. And his answer was, well, I have, it's a mental health issue. That's not going to go away apart from Christ. If you, don't, if you don't learn who Christ is or what he's done for you, the best that man can do is try and manage that. Try and medicate it. Try and you know, do it through therapy and sessions and, and try and get that to a lesser degree. And, that, and that you'll just live with that stuff for the rest of your life. The key to mental health, and I'm just going to read it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Need a little drink of water. Have you noticed that the Bible is overflowing with exhortations to give thanks unto the Lord and to rejoice in Him? How many have noticed that? If you've read your scripture, if you read your holy Bible, your, your holy Bible, your hard copy Bible, you'd see it. I'm just going to read a few. We could we could be here for the for the rest of the year, but I don't have time. I'm going to just read you a few. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. This is Psalm 100. Verses 4 and 5. Thank you, sweetie. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. This was written long before there was ever a holiday in America, right? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. I'm going to read you Philippians 4, 4 through 7. says, Rejoice in the Lord every third Thursday of November. No, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. You have to practice this. If you're waiting for your situation to change before you rejoice, Forget about it. 
all right? It doesn't matter what's going on. What matters is who your God is, right? So you begin to thank and praise him now because he's greater than your situation. He's greater than your circumstance. It says, be anxious for nothing. See, these football players need to hear this. One said, I ha- yeah, this fear, this, this f- overwhelming fear of things I can't control. That's spiritual darkness, right? And he doesn't know any better. There, there's, there, there are spirits that will teach you that stuff. And man will go right along with it and give you a drug to try and manage it. You, the gospel is, is essential to life. People need to hear what we're talking about. Need to hear what we preach. Come on. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Yes. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And look at this. And the peace of God, which surpasses comprehension, will guard your hearts and mind. (laughs) Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, well, uh, Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, thank you, Father. That's just one example of what rejoicing might look like. Here's another. Here's another. Yeah! Right? That's what rejoicing looks like. Pray without ceasing. That means regular fellowship with God. Talk to Him. Listen to Him. Walk with Him. Worship Him all day long, even in your sleep. In everything, in everything, I emphasize the word in, not for. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Everything's not from God. So it didn't say give thanks for everything. It says in, in other words, no matter what the situation may look like, give him praise and thanks because he's given you the victory. Now, I went on to say in the email, why, so why is the Bible overflowing with so many exhortations to give him thanks and praise? Because our Heavenly Father knows that thanksgiving and praise are the most life-producing things we can do. Nothing will transform your life more than thanking him for who he is and what he's done through his son. Make it your hobby, make it your pastime, make it your occupation. The key to mental health is choosing to believe what God has said and then rejoicing in it. I will say that again. The key to mental health is choosing to believe what God has said and then rejoicing in it. Adam, I didn't ask. Are we recording back there? And also, let's record her mic as well. Thank you. The key to mental health is choosing to believe what God has said and then rejoicing in it. In the midst of challenging circumstances, We remind ourselves of who God is, what he's done for us. We open our mouths and say what he has said. 
we begin to give him thanks and praise for his faithful love and resurrection power in and for us. As we give him thanks and rejoice in him, our perspective is lifted above our circumstances. We are refreshed and we begin to see that he has made a way for us. In whatever challenge is before you, find three scriptures that speak specifically to those challenges. Then begin to speak these scriptures over your situation as you thank the Father and rejoice, knowing that his word is true for you today. So that was the weekly email, and I wanted to, to uh, vocalize that again. Thank you, you're so nice. Go ahead, you talk a little about drink. Yes. Thanksgiving is no thanksgiving if it's not expressed. With your so mouth. Have, I'm thankful in my heart. How do I know? How does anyone know? It's not thanksgiving until it's given. That's because right. You say, well, I'm, I'm grateful. Have you ever spoken it out? Come on. It's important that we learn the necessity of using our mouth. Come on. Stay there. Stay there. You know, the greatest way I heard him say during the communion time, I'm saying this as your pastor. And if we don't, we don't know what that means, they'll go right by us. But our pastor is our shepherd. He's, and what is a shepherd's job is to lead you to read pastures. Yes. Give you good food. Yes. But as a sheep, if you don't accept the good food, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not partaking. If you don't eat of where he's leading you yeah. as a pastor, you'll not gain the nourishment of what's yeah. available to you. Yeah. You'll not gain the experience of those green pastures unless you understand the role of a pastor, yeah. the role of a shepherd, and know that, yeah, you're, you, it may not be easy, but you put a measure of trust yeah. in your shepherd yeah. to take care or to bring you what you need. Yeah. And you may not like it. <laughs> you may fuss and fight and try to get away. But what you need, the shepherd is leading you to. Yeah. Now I'm saying this because in that way, if we say what the shepherd is saying, we'll eat of the good things he's bringing us. Yes. If we don't say, or even worse, speak against what he's saying. Yeah. And why is he he's saying what the yeah. word is saying? I'm not saying that he's just able to say whatever he wants. That's right. The shepherd is under the father. Yes. The pastor yeah. and speaks with the, what the father Supposed says. to speak with the father. <laughs> yes. So I think this is important that we understand the importance of our mouth, that when something is given to us, if we refuse to say, just say, stop silent, like, I'm not sure about that, mm -hmm. then you'll not be sure about that, and you'll not benefit the 
goodness of what's been said. If even worse, you speak against it, yeah. uh, you are now in rebellion. We talked about that, that they didn't say what God said. Remember Caleb and Joshua? Yeah. They were the only ones who said what God said. Right. And God said of the other ten who spoke against what God said, that they were rebellious. So we just know, all I'm highlighting here is the importance of speaking what God says yes. as it comes through your shepherd. Yeah. Hook up with it and begin to say those things in your life. And it has to happen by faith. Yes. Yep. We don't say it because we see it. That's right. <laughs> we say it because God yep. has said it. Yep. And it's our inheritance. It's ours. So we say it. So remember, you cannot eat without your mouth. That's so good. It's important that you want to participate in all that God is presenting to you in this place. Yes. Open your mouth and agree with it and you'll experience it. You'll gain the nourishment the That's so powerful. That's so powerful. This is how we participate with God. With our mouth. And, uh, and then this is so important what we talked about in the Moving Forward series which we ended last week is the difference between natural thinking and spiritual-minded, natural-minded, spiritual-minded. Natural-minded or, or carnal-minded is looking for some, something that they can touch with their senses to prove something, right? They need five-sense evidence in order to believe something, and that's not even really true because oftentimes they have five-sense evidence and they still don't believe, you know? But spiritually-minded people are looking for one thing, the Word of God. What has God said about it? But you have to uh, exercise your own initiative to be passionate about what God has said. We are going forward. We're going all the way. I want everyone to come with us. I want everyone to experience all that Christ has said. But listen, I don't live in your house. Everyone said, thank you, Jesus. But I, I, don't, I don't ride with you to work. I don't. I'm, I, we live in different places. We have different roles, different activities. You live with you. And you can change your life just by opening your mouth and saying what God says. Just by saying what he says. How are you going to know what he says if you're not in this book? You won't. See, she talked about the role of a pastor. Now, I'm a human just like everybody else and I make mistakes. But my goal is to say what he says. Right to meditate in all that Christ has done for us. And they say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to emphasize during this time that we gather? All right? And it's, it's an exciting journey, and he's gracious. Uh, even, uh, you know, maybe there's times maybe that I, I should have said something, maybe I didn't, or maybe something I didn't said that I didn't say quite right. But he's gracious. But you're looking for the content of the finished work of Christ when you listen. You need, you need someone in front of you regularly who is vocalizing the finished work of Christ. That's really what a pastor should do, all right? Not political ideas, not venting, right? Not criticizing other ministries, but saying what Jesus said and proclaiming the same thing that Jesus proclaimed so that you can be whole and you can pass on that wholeness to others. All right? So I, I'm asking for your full participation during this holiday season. What do you mean by that? To start saying what Christ has said about you. What has he said about you? You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Don't ever, don't ever say that I have this and 
I'm diagnosed with this and now I'm going to live with this the rest of my life. Don't say that anymore. Yeah, I never win. Things never go my way. Right? It's not going to turn out. That things never turn out right for me. Don't ever say those things again. That's the way that Satan wants you to talk. And he's got devils on assignment to try and teach you his language. It's a language of condemnation. It's a language of uncertainty. It's a language of I don't know how things are going to work out. I don't know what my future is going to be like. I don't know if I'm going to make it. That's all the language of our enemy. That is the period of time we're living in. Oh, in more than ever. More than ever. Where there is intense uh, powers to yes. change the way you think. Oh, my goodness. They're so true. They're changing Yeah, but so Thanksgiving is very intelligent. It's very intelligent as far as what God has said. Thanksgiving comes from knowing what he said and rejoicing in that. It's not just, okay, I'm going to just give that. No, I know what God has said is greater than what I'm facing. So I'm going to thank him that what he said, it trumps what I'm facing. That what he said is greater than what might be coming against me. And you rejoice in that, and you keep rejoicing in it. And it's something the devil can't stop. He cannot control your mouth. He, can't, he has no power over you. You say, just like Jesus did, because you're born of him, Satan has nothing in me. And he doesn't. He has nothing. Darkness has no power over you. Depression has no power over you. Man doesn't understand this. We're not, we're not in a clinic somewhere. I'm talking about the gospel. I'm talking about the simple truth of your redemption. Depression has no fear, no place in your life, has no power over you. Anxiety has no power over you. It has, fear has no power over you. Unless you choose to listen to it and give it a place in your thinking. Boy, is this for today. Is this for today? Come on. It has no right in your life because God loves you perfectly. His perfect love for you casts out all fear. So we are prone to fear if we're not grounded in his love for us. So the antidote to fear is to get in the scriptures and meditate on his love for me. For John 3.16 is a doozy. It'll kick fear right out of your life. For God so loved me that he gave his son for me. So that by believing in him, uh, uh, I will walk in eternal life. God didn't send the son of the world to judge the world, but to save the world. The Amplified says to make them safe and sound. There's that word sound again. It's all through the gospel. Free from defect, decay or damage. Free from injury or disease. 
undisturbed, deep and unbroken, unshakable, thorough, complete and perfect. He came to make you that. Come on. Woo! Glory to God. Now, one of the tricks of the enemy. Did you want to say something? Go ahead. Yes, Thanksgiving and praise. We were talking about that. I just want to read it real quick. Uh, Luke 17, the passage of the ten lepers who were cleansed. Oh, this is now, so good. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria's boundary. Then as he entered a certain village, there met ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Wow. And they lifted up their voices, right? They're far away, like across the way. They lift up their voices and say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, this is interesting, go show yourselves to the priests. So if you had leprosy, it was that you were to go show yourself to the priests, and the priests would confirm that you were, you know, that you were leprosy free. And so it was that they, as they went, they were cleansed. Okay? So he just said, go show yourself to the priests. He didn't say, I heal you. No. He didn't say uh, he didn't say anything. He just said, "Go show yourselves to the priests." They received his word. They, they acted on it. Now they might have thought, like, yep. "I'm calling for you," and you just put me off and said, "Go see the priest." But they knew if I'm going to the priest, right. it's going to be my cousin as well to be checked on. So they took his word. Come on. They didn't complain about it. Jesus, why didn't you come over and touch me? Why didn't you write me a letter? Why didn't you do it? No. Just take his word. Okay. Go. He said, go show us the priest. And they went. As they went, they were cleansed. Wow. Okay. And one of them, wow. when he saw that he was healed, one of them returned. And with a loud voice. Come on. Loud voice. Come on. Glorify God. Hallelujah. And fell down on his face. That's a loud voice. Feet, yeah. Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Wow. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, the Samaritan man? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. In the Jewish Bible, complete yes. Jewish Bible says, Your faith has saved you. I want you to see that because this man came, that all ten listened to his first word. It was just kind of gentle. Go and show yourself to peace. But this one who came back determined to give God thanks, to give Jesus thanks, determined to worship him, determined to give honor where honor was due, determined to bring his offering, determined to bring his thanksgiving, worshiping at his feet. Jesus now speaks to him directly. And not only now is he cleansed of his leprosy, but Jesus says, your faith has now saved you. It goes further. This is not just you're cleansed, you're well. We don't understand those words. In the complete Jewish Bible, it says he was cleansed at the first word. But the direct word that came after he gave thanksgiving was the word to save him. And so, again, the access to all that God is saying to us the access yes. to all that he has provided for us is in hearing it, mm. receiving it, and mm. giving thanks to God for it. Yes. And there'll be more. Yes. Oh, yes. There'll be more. Oh, yes. You know, we've been walking with the Lord how 
viel. And it's not God opening and shutting the door. It's us, right? God, God's given everything. So we're, we're the ones to choose to walk in it or to reject it, right? And the way you walk in it is by hearing of it, meditating on the word, and speaking it, right? Now, one of the tricks of the enemy is he's going to tell you that uh, people don't understand what you're going through. They just don't know how bad it is. And I, I, I've had many thoughts like that, and I, they're common to all of us, but I want you to hear something from the scriptures, all right? Because that's simply not true, all right? Now, uh, we don't have time, but uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, Paul is talking about the Israelites and all that God delivered them from, okay? And, and how the, some of them uh, had, did not say what God said. Some did not follow him and the things they went through. And he says all these things in the Old Testament, like what we looked at last week in Numbers, is that 13, about the, the 12 leaders. They weren't just any, anybody from Israel. They picked the leader of each tribe, the 12 leaders who, who carried the most weight, who had the most authority, who should be saying what God says. They went in to the promised land and came back and 10 of them had an evil report. What was evil about it? It was different than what God said. It was contrary to what God said. So he says all these things in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 10 were uh, happened unto them for our example. They were examples to us. They are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world has come. Wherefore let him, uh, let's go to verse 13. This is very important. Remember Satan, he'll tell you, it's just no one understands. What you're going through is just too tough. You know, the, the, yeah, so-and-so, yeah, he told you to do this. He tells you to read the Bible, but he doesn't understand. What have they ever gone through? They don't know what it's like, right? He'll tell you. They'll tell, the, Satan will whisper those things to you. Listen to verse 13. There has no temptation taken you. That's all of us. But such as is common to man. Wow. Guess what? We're all heard the same stuff. We've all, Satan's got the same lies that he tells to all of us. No one understands you. They just don't get it. No one can relate to me. That's a lie. No temptation has taken you such as is common to man. But God is faithful. 
<laughs> God is faithful, listen to this, who will not permit you to be tempted above what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of an escape that you may be able to bear it. So that's a powerful scripture. In other words, if something is in my life tempting or challenging me, I know automatically I have the victory. Did you get that from what I just read? Because God wouldn't allow anything to come into my life that I don't have victory over. He wouldn't allow it. He's a good father. You, you see that? So if it's something is being presented to me, something is challenging me, I rejoice. That means I've got the victory over it. Right? So challenges are no longer a place of, of uh, draining us or wearing us out. They're, they're lifting places. There are places where we grow stronger and we rejoice in the reality of what he's done for us, but we do it with our mouth. You can't praise him silently. In fact, when Jesus came into Jerusalem and they were shouting, Hosanna, waving palms, the religious uh, experts got really mad. And they said, don't you hear what they're saying? Tell them to be quiet. He said, if they're quiet, the rocks will cry. There's praise that must come from our heart through our mouth. It's our, it's our calling in life to be amplifiers of his presence in this earth. And that's what an amplifier does. It's, it's got this, uh, all this little um, thingamajiggers inside that when you put sound waves into it, it makes them bigger and louder. Every one of us that is an amplifier for the good news of what Christ has done. We read it, we meditate on it, and it gets loud inside of us, and it comes out our mouth loudly, yes. consistently, strongly, with confidence. Yeah. You can't have an intimate relationship with God and not be confident. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> if you have an intimate relationship with God, unshakable confidence will grow in you. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I think I did a double negative. I don't know. Yeah, right? If you, if you will take him at his word. And listen, hearing it once, you're going to need to hear it again and again. Yeah, again. Just like you, I, I've ate, I don't know how many Thanksgiving meals I've had. I guess I could probably count. One a year for, 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 for yes, for a few years now. Yeah. So, but you know what? I'm going to have another one. In fact, I've been having one like every day since Thursday. Because that's one of the, the, the fringe benefits of Thanksgiving. There are leftovers for me, right? No, I'm not mad about it. No, I'll keep eating. I get, uh, might we get a microwave? Oh, man, come on. Yeah, but it, I, don't, I don't care how good a meal is. In fact, the better the meal is, I want to have that meal again. Again. Oh, it's really good. I want to go there again, and I want to order that again. Right? So the word never gets tired. Oh, no. 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 That's it. If you're used to feeding on the word of God, believing God, meditating it, speaking it, rejoicing in it, it never gets old. It never gets old. It's, it never wears out, never expires. It never gets moldy. It never rots. It's always quick. It's always powerful. It's always fresh. It's always vibrant. It's always life-changing. It's always what we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, I love this, powerful scripture, says, now thanks be unto God. 
Remember, it's audible. Thank you for making such a delicious meal for us on Thursday. And thank you, Dana, and Amber, and Eden, and, and Judah helped, and, uh, and who else helped? Everyone who helped. And I ate it, so thank you. Well, I took out the garbage, I did some stuff outside, yeah. I cut some, some limbs down. <laughs> Thanks, it's audible. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you sent your son to save me. Thank you, you are a shield all around me. Thank you, you are my glory and the lifter of my head. Thank you, did you hear me saying those things? I wasn't just thinking them, I'm saying them. Say it. But thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. When you give him thanks and praise, you'll bat a thousand. <laughs> I love God's stats. I love his stats. A thousand. Grand slam. Home run. Touchdown. Goal. Every time. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Oh, man. So going through life without giving God thanks is like a plug-in that never gets plugged in. Can you imagine buying those plug-ins, bringing them home, and then just leaving them in the package on the shelf? Well, that's what it's like when you're not audibly worshiping him. As you give it, and it doesn't matter what you're facing, how big it might be, how little it might be, what the challenges are, that's not the issue. The issue is praising him, believing that he's greater and that he's given you the victory through his son, Jesus Christ, in the midst of this situation. That greater is Christ in me than anything I could ever face in this world. And thanking him for that. Lord, I thank you. You're greater in me than this circumstance. You're greater in me than what they think of me or what they've said about me or, or what my employer says they're going to do. You're greater, Father. You're greater than maybe how the books look in my business at this point in time. You're greater, Lord. I thank you, Father, that your blessing is on my life and on my business and on my family and on my, my relationships and everything I put my hand to. I thank you, Father. Your blessing is upon us. Your blessing brings wealth and adds no sorrow to it. Lord, I thank you that you made your son Jesus poor that we might be rich. I thank you that every need of our lives is met according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I thank you that I'm a co-heir with Christ. I have received my inheritance and I thank you, Father, for who you are manifest in my life. You see, I'm just saying scriptures that I've, that I've meditated in for years and I say regularly, I could give you all the references for them. That would take too much time, so I'm just saying them. I right? I think the louder, the more uh, revelation that you 
so true we see that in the natural I I, I think sporting events are great examples of what people believe really you know they want their team to win so they'll paint their bodies they'll dress certain ways they'll get a costume they'll pay a lot of money that's faith they're acting on what they they want to see happen they'll come to the stadium they'll scream they'll shout they'll dance they'll, they'll do all kinds of things no one thinks that's wrong in the stadium, they're like, yeah, go, man, go, right? The moment you start uh, giving God that same passion, people start criticizing you. That's upside down. It's the ones who are painted with the things on their head that look weird, right? A big piece of cheese on your head. Now, that's a little strange. Come on. I love cheese, but I'm not going to put a big... Sorry, Green Bay fans. <laughs> No, it's all right to have fun. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying we see in the natural evidences of faith in what people believe, right? So in that email, you said find prescriptions for whatever. Yes. I think it's okay. I want to encourage everybody. If you find that you're kind of quiet or that you don't know the scriptures to recite them, it's okay sometimes to spend prayer time. I think we just have to talk the whole time. The time you spend with the Lord can be in the scriptures, um, looking for those three scriptures, right? And then you pray those scriptures. This is what we're talking about, yeah. eating what the Bible is saying. That's so right. I see it now in there that, uh, that I'm accepted in the beloved. Maybe you are insecure. I'm accepted in the beloved. I see that in Philippians chapter 1. So now I can, mm. uh, now I pray that. Now I eat that. Thank you, Lord, that I'm accepted in the beloved. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you call me by, by, my, by your name. Yes. Yes. So that you know, so we find that I'm the apple of your eye. Yes. You know, whatever scriptures that you're reading, um, it's okay to take prayers that don't have God's word in them are really not uh, weak. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But prayers that are the word of God are 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 creating a great effect. So if you have to stop praying for a while. In order to get the word of God in you, take that time. Yes. Take whatever time you used to pray. Pray the word. And get those scriptures and begin to speak those. That will make that your prayer. That's yes. what we do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prayer doesn't work unless it's faith in the word of God. That's right. It doesn't. You can pray for a thousand hours. It doesn't mean a thing. That is religious kind of thing. Yeah. I'm going to pray longer. I want to pray harder. I want to pray louder. Mm-mm. It's like a hope. No, yeah. Process. That's ignorance. It's not about how long you pray, it's what you believe. Right? So it's we're focused. We we learn what God has said. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Where's that at? If you're having an issue with acceptance or love or insecurity, first John three one. Right? Hallelujah. 1 John 3, 1, how great. And I just met, oh, God, you've lavished your love upon me. You've made me your son. You've made me your very own. And your perfect love casts out every fear in my life. There's no condemnation for me. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free 
from the law of sin and death. See, these are, these are life-changing prayers yeah. because it's what God has done, and I'm saying it. I've learned it from his word, and I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. This is how you can pray continually. Yeah. doesn't mean get, in, get, get alone somewhere and, and cry and, and fall on your face and light candles. That's not what it means. Say what God has said continually. Say what God has said continually. So as we do this, as we give thanks, right, the, we be, the aroma of Christ is manifest and flows through us. And when we walk into places, people will detect it. Your presence becomes like a heavenly plug-in everywhere you go. There's an aroma of life about you when you praise him. It releases the aroma of resurrection life when you choose to worship him and give him thanks. But that, that, that's how you plug in. That's how you heat it up. That's what happens when you put a plug in the wall. Electricity comes through those little prongs and heats that thing up. It's what happens when you give him thanks. The electricity of God's spirit starts to be released in you and it heats you up. You start getting hot. And the reality of what he's done for you begins to manifest in your life. And it begins to, to, to become an aroma about you. And there are people I just like to be around because they have this confidence in God. Because they know that he is who he says he is and he's done what he said he did. And I like being around people like that. I love everybody, but those are the kind of people I want to be around. I don't want to be around someone who's complaining and someone who thinks no one can understand them. I love them, but I'm not going to choose to be around them, right? I'll do whatever I can to help them, but I'm not going to sit and hang out with them. You need to choose to be around plug-in people that are plugged in and the electricity of God is, is flowing through them and they're hot and giving him praise and giving him thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just do this for a little bit? Can we praise him? Yeah. No music, no music. Just us sitting in our chairs. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord. Your word is our reality. You've said it. That means it's so. You are the God who speaks and it is so. You're the God who speaks and, and people are made whole. You're the God who speaks and the dead are raised. You're the God who calls things that are not and they leap into being. Hallelujah. Glory be unto your name. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.